either got less hair or more coming out everywhere. Getting more deaf, worrying about death, all the tires you got are spare. Unexplained coffin while choosing your coffin. Getting some laughs in and choking on taffy, squeaking more than a dolphin. Rolling at the kids, soiling undies with skids. Wondering if we fuck it up, can we still make the mic drop? Genexing, texting, vexing, exiting. But not yet, not yet. We're just halfway there. Halfway there. Hi, I'm Jen Tear. Hi, I'm Kim Gaynor. Hi, I'm Camila Fantasia, and this is Halfway There, a podcast about the new middle age. What if we just added a podcast about being dead? <laughs> Almost dead. As your partner said, right? Almost are we, are dead. We allowed to, are we allowed to name your partner? I think you've brought up his name, or do you prefer him to remain anonymous? We get to give him a pseudonym. Oh, that would be very exciting. James yeah. Bond. <laughs> James Bond. Yeah. Awesome. James okay. Bond. How about Bames, Bames John? That's good. Let me see if I can say it. Bames John. It's kind of hard to say, Camilo. The name's Bames. Bames John. I can't do Can somebody do a Scottish accent, please? Bames John. It needs to have R's in it, though. That's a lot easier. So, or Ian McGregor, something like that, you yeah. know? If you can trill an R, then you're halfway to sounding Scottish. That's and fantastic. Get drunk. <laughs> All right, so first things first, let's talk about Jen's basically scuba diving glasses that she's wearing right now. Someone are covering a full third of your face. Tell us, tell us about this. <laughs> Somebody gave me these glasses as a gift because apparently they're, they're very hip. They're like Oprah wears them. And she said that she felt they were too much of a statement, but as a performer that I could carry them off. But instead they just make me look like um, I should be having dinner at Swifty Lazar's and sending people on casting calls. <laughs> um, whenever I wear them, I call myself Morty. They're huge. <laughs> Yeah, do your stick, do your stick, Jenny, okay. about about yeah. my audition. Kim, I'm gonna get you into that casting director right after I finish my pastrami. Look, they gave me food poisoning last time, so I couldn't get you in. But look, I'll be on the phone with him tomorrow. So anyway, that's Morty. Welcome, Morty. <laughs> Morty, last time they asked me to get naked and wrestle in, in Jello. I I'm sick of these <laughs> these kinds of opportunities you're sending me on. Kim, what did I tell you? You gotta do it. If you want it, you'll do it. You'll be in the we'll do it all. You'll make us rich. Jesus, Kim, we can't stop it. Uh, Perfect. This is so funny because earlier I was thinking about um it was being discussed on a podcast. So I was thinking about it too. You know, what accents are still okay to do? No. And I I feel like that's kind of borderline, but um but uh, I sent you guys this Instagram earlier that I just, I've watched 10,000 times. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, can we please play it here? <laughs> Will you please add it in post? Because it's ridiculous. Oh my God, Gigi, Gigi, I love you. Gigi, I'm a big fan of you. Gigi, I'm not a girl, I'm a Okay, so you should have heard it now, but... <laughs> oh my god, Gigi, I love you so much. 
Gigi, oh my God. No, it, no, it's Gigi. I am a fan of you. <laughs> is it real? Like it happened? Was that a voiceover? I, I, I was wondering. I, I don't, it just seems really raw and real. And also the fact that Gigi Hadidas is posing and being like, I just have to pretend like I'm not hearing this <laughs> and just stand here and look pretty. It did seem like she was pretending not to hear it. That was kind of one of the funniest parts. Uh -huh. Just very odd. That woman sounded like she was gonna have a stroke. Like it was really, really disturbing. I have a question for you guys. When you were growing up, did you were you ever obsessed like an obsessive fan about someone? Too cool from the beginning. Okay. No way. Born a snob is what yeah. you're saying. Okay. Born a snob. Um, I don't think obsessive. No, I I I really liked Michael Jackson. Obsessive. No, I I was. There were kids that were obsessive, and you know those kids. They had like the sparkly gloves. They had the jacket I even as a kid I knew like wearing the the Michael Jackson ja jacket would make me a nerd you know it's just it was just too much I was just had I was just had some bit of restraint I have to say not a not a snob just yeah. just a little bit more sensible but you never like wrote a letter to someone or what I didn't write I didn't write letters to anyone I didn't even write thank you notes which is the the bane of my family, Camilo is just so thankless. I'm like writing a letter is just. I wrote I, letters it, to the editor of things. Um, yeah, I didn't. I no, not not fan mail though. I can't re right. recall one instance. Were you like um, to the editor of Team Beat <laughs> of uh, facts was unacceptable. There was not enough Alex P. Keaton. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going. No, I've like written once. I think it was at Ebony Magazine or something like that. They had like talked badly about the show that I liked. So it was like, uh, I, I, it's kind of hard to remember. There was like a maid and they were like, they were kind of like poo-pooing maids. That was another black maid character. And I can't even remember the show, but then I thought that the show was well done. Um, it didn't get published, by the way. <laughs> I just wrote it. I wrote, a letter, wrote letter. I wrote a letter to Penthouse telling them about the time that I ordered pizza. And uh, this guy came to the door and he like opened the pizza box and his penis was like sticking right through. No. And, um, <laughs> This is not true, right? <laughs> oh God, Camilo! A couple of his hot friends. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was just minding my own business on that Friday night, and it just turned into this really hot experience. Well, you did order a sausage pizza. But <laughs> 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 do, do you not well, know the penthouse forum? That I do remember okay. now that you've brought up this but, wonderful anecdote. As far as I know, they don't publish gay porn stories, unfortunately. You're right. uh, My anecdote would be more realistic if I talked about tad a, female, bit. a female pizza delivery woman who had her boobs were in the box. Could that be accomplished? It's, 
I feel like those stories were all 100% fake. I mean, they, they had to be. Not that I, I think I did have the occasion to read. You can, you can find the material online. Um, Tim, are you, but, are you destroying my, my, not my childhood, good God, but my teen years by telling me that they're not real? Did you read Penthouse? Did you, really? I mean, did you read it for like prurient um, purposes as a teenager? All this is teens interesting. Got a, all teens got a hold of Penthouse at some point. But you're gay. Absolutely. Well, I was going to talk about like crushes when I was a teen and uh, hmm. I had a a giant poster of Kim Basinger in the original Batman movie. You did? <laughs> I was not gay at the time. I got converted later on. This is so interesting. Um, so like, how gay would you say you are? Are you still a little bit straight? Um, I don't think so. No, I wouldn't say so. I mean, I, I do admire some aspects of the female physique. Like what? There are others I've never seen up close. Jen's face right now is absolutely, <laughs> even, even behind basically no. like the visor she's wearing. Morty has nothing to say. <laughs> Morty doesn't know how to respond to your <laughs> in a brax. Um, no, I was, I think also my face is there's a dinging noise. Yeah, yeah. Someone should turn off their, um, their uh, notifications. Yeah, it's not me. It's me. It, is not me it is the maybe homosexual <laughs> yeah i mean this is kind of a very popular so did you really okay i just have to ask some follow-up questions so you had kim basinger in your uh, did you did you you know what what young teenage boys do did you use her as material did that work for you at the time oh god no no, no? it was never sexual it was always um <laughs> like idolizing like like admiring her outfits or what <laughs> how well how beautifully i mean she had this long blonde locks that were like perfectly layered onto her you know her shoulder over here it was just yes, beautiful basically terrific then like the batman logo from the there you know it was just a, a very appealing poster overall but not in a sexual manner i also got it, had got it. of course <laughs> So it, it was an aesthetic crush, not a like, God, I want to rub my face in Kim's boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and by, by Kim, we're talking about Basinger, right? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. But uh, I, think I got some, yeah, I got some fun I, bags for you right here, uh, Camilo. And I happen to know that they were available to gay men during college. So I could have, I guess. Wait, what are you doing? Wait, what are we talking about right now? <laughs> oh my God. That was like a read and a half. And hold on now. I'm not going to touch that. I'm going to let that elegantly. Damn. No, just, just, just to one person on one occasion that I'm aware of. Who? Tell me. I'm, I'm curious. I'd like to relive it. Are we going to out somebody who's now like totally... Um, bourgeois himself completely oh but he's out he's gay right yeah. or is this what it, oh, the, you mean the famous person yes married to the more famous person yes, yes. yeah we can talk yeah. about him it happens 
This is a real breadcrumb, you guys. No, we dropped a breadcrumb. Yeah. I have to listen to next episode and we'll drop hints. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's married yeah. and they have kids and they're very social media, you know, friendly. And anyway, he used to like think I was hot in college. He used to have sex with girls. I never had sex with him, but I have a picture of us at a party. M- me... <laughs> I was there was a little Kim sandwich fully 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 clothed guys um but he's in front making this crazy face and then this guy is in back of us and if I remember correctly the guy in back of me was called a meal you know not a meal a meal meal. not like not like a snack but a meal god yeah that's right forgotten you remember that guy yeah, he was he was a really really nice guy, tech guy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I have a picture of us. But yes, this is a very famous person married to a, an even more famous person. Or he's a famous person married to a very famous person. The doctor is in. I'll yes. just say that. Camila, <laughs> dear listeners, um, aka Camila's mom. <laughs> uh, but for anyone else, Camilo and Kim went to college together. We did. <laughs> Which we have said before. Um, since since we're doing a blind item, I will say that the more famous person, if he was wearing your glasses, it wouldn't cover a tenth of his face. <laughs> <laughs> we have a a like lar- uh, abnormally large face. I feel like it's a handsome person who does have kind of an abnormally large feature. And and I okay. And, okay well that doesn't sound right but um let's just how i met your face how i met your face (laughs) okay we'll leave it at that if you can't uh parse these extremely subtle clues then um you're probably our perfect listener Um, um as i said i think this is a very handsome person who pulls it off Okay. Oof. All right. Well, we are now going. The, the Twitter mob's coming after us. <laughs> so I got to see Kim in person this weekend because we were both in right. Gotham City. Yeah. Back to Batman. Did you see? <laughs> did you see yeah. Kim Basinger? Yeah. Not Basinger. Gainer. The other. Yeah. Kim. It was a very dramatic weekend with one COVID scare. Oh my God. Because of that, I had to scramble and find a hotel very quickly. And I found this, you know, I thought reasonable hotel in Queens, Long Island City. I'll put that in quotes, okay? Because (laughs) it was not Long Island City. It was like the butt crack of Queens. Sorry, I don't want to be like sound like a total snob but you guys this hotel was really really rough like it was like an only fans outpost like there were a lot of a lot of working women (laughs) and um it smelled like cigarettes and pot even in our room it was just rough you know what i mean you know rough hotels they're like really depressing like a place you go to die or place you go if you're 
working for sex. I mean, it was just rough. It was rough. I feel, you had I the feel real, like you had the authentic, you guys wanted the authentic New York experience is what you're saying. <laughs> now I know that Times Square, like new gleaming Long Island City bullshit. No, I'm cheap. And I'm realizing <laughs> that when you're cheap, you pay for it one way or another, kind of, so to speak. And um, how expensive it is in a way to live outside of the city and how uniquely depressing a, a bad, like scuzzy hotel is. You just feel, you just feel bad. You just feel depressed. I was just gonna say that Jen, Jen and, and James Bond or Bond, Bond, James, James. John. John. Oh God. Damn. Yeah, whatever we're calling him, her lovely partner, we're arguing about who has the worst track record with the, <laughs> with the hotels and the Airbnbs. You've had some bad luck, right? Yeah, yeah we've had some, we've, we've had some rough experiences. I have to say I am guilty of kind of booking on the cheap you know, hope, like thinking I found a deal, but it actually turns out not to be a deal. And then sometimes it's so bad that we have to, at the last minute, find something else. So I end up paying as much as I would if I just had, you know, booked something decent in the first place. Yeah. I, anyway, lesson I, learned. I, I want to let you know that your friend of me has an Airbnb in Queens. I will never what? rent from him. He's dead to me. Oh. What? What happened? Oh. oh, this is a painful one. I think he just. You said his name too, Camilo. Wow. Maybe I'll bleep it out. Now I'll have to, okay. uh, yeah. to, to protect his um, reputation. But oh boy, did, was it another argument about Marx? No, it was about him not wanting him not seeing the commercial potential of my like. Um, incredible visage i don't know just i think hurt feelings of an uh, 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 my hurt acting feelings that kind of thing i think that was it he also focuses on a particular demographic that you're not part of that's true what is his demographic minorities you uh, in touch with him after this episode well anyway that was awkward <laughs> brought it up I, I was just talking about my crummy like sleazy experience at a sleazy hotel in queens it was all fun and games use it in your acting what's that use it in your acting this could be like this could be like the opening to your um your what's the movie with jared leto and uh matthew mcconaughey dallas buyers club yeah, dallas buyers club this could have been your research for your okay. dallas buyers club i will admit that talking about it okay, uh, hear me out, is that I know for a lot of people that's all they can afford, you know, and I'm not mm -hmm. like, I'm also on a budget. So I don't want to denigrate it because I feel like kind of a snob, not a snob, but like I feel kind of classist because I know people who that's what, you know, wasn't that bad. It was just a little bit dirty. It was kind of scuzzy. There was stuff happening there that was, you could tell it was untoward now that happens at high-end hotels too it's just all camouflaged untoward do tell me more well i mean i told you i think we she mentioned we definitely saw women who were you know i think not staying there because 
they were staying there because they were earning money they, there. They were renting by the hour. Let's just put it that way. I yeah. almost spilled all my tea when you said I'm toward. I know, I know. So it's kind of tricky to talk about, I think. In the new, more sensitive world that we're in, where you just don't want to like wholly denigrate somebody's experience or an experience because it's not you know that you have a class that I have like a class even though like I'm a complete communist I have a classist streak yeah do you know what I mean well you've you've, it's fucking depressing but you've you've stayed in more comfortable safe feeling places so you have a basis for comparison it's not even I don't think it's even I don't know. I think you're dragging yourself a little too hard on this. No one wants to stay in a, a yes. filthy, uncomfortable hotel, right. <laughs> you know, that's like way crappier than the place they live, you know, right. and you're paying for it. That's true. Okay. Let me give you an example. We get into the room, we look at the bedspread and there's a stain on it. That's been a while, but there's still a stain. Is this using black light or just no, this <laughs> is just regular old light. It was a white comforter and it had like a stain in the middle of it. Which is like, gross, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, it had been washed, but it was there was still a stain. And you what think, color was the stain? It was like a. It looked like it may have at one point been like wine or blood. Blood. <laughs> You'd like to think it was wine, wouldn't like, you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, they were they were having a lovely Beaujolais. <laughs> and they just oh, got a little carried away and it took a glass. Okay. I don't know what it was. All I know is that there was a stain and it was just one of those moments where you think, Oh, why did I make those decisions in my twenties? Yeah. And I have to say um, something with my later years, I will splurge on a hotel, you know, like it's not like that, that, that is definitely something that is stretching the budget, but I, I recently stayed at the, I'm not going to, I'm not going to drop their name because they did something that really pissed me off, but, uh, uh, which is, I left something in the hotel room, a, a, a jewelry and it's, it's gone, you know, you'll never get it back. Um, but, um, but it was pretty cool, well-known place, kind of expensive and um, it's fun to stay in a nice hotel, I have to say. But uh, the nice hotel does not stop things from going missing. So there's that, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah, who was it? Somebody at Cannes just had a like jewelry stolen, some famous person. They're obviously not. Oh, staying, really? Obviously not staying in a Motel Six. Yeah, right. It it happens everywhere. It does even to Kim Kardashian? <laughs> even to well, Gigi. hers was a little. I love you, Gigi. Oh my God, Gigi over here. Look at me. Oh my God, Gigi. <laughs> you know what? Hon- okay, is that you on the tape? Come yeah. clean, Camilo. <laughs> I know you're trying to go viral. Bella and Gigi, ever, also since they came out in support of Palestine, they're now activists. Yeah, their dad is also the biggest developer in like LA and he's always building houses <laughs> and all of the rich people 
even the rich people complain because the houses are so ostentatious. I believe he built some house that was like literally um, falling down the side of the LA Hill it was on because it was so huge. It couldn't really be sustained by the, you know, hillside and the, the neighbors below who all of these people are incredibly rich by the way too they're like oh it's it, the mudslide that you know mohammed hadid has like um caused our you know they they keep on ruining our landscaping anyway people you should google the hadid dad because he is it it sounds like a truly terrible person but yes Can they you are imagine literally being crushed to death by the rich yes. <laughs> It's happening to all of us all of the time. So I can, but like figure, yeah, metaphorically. But you just see this like mansion <laughs> bearing down on you. Lie down a hill at you. The last thing you see. <laughs> but you are also rich, which I think is very funny. You know, it's like coming down on your five million. Yeah. yeah. But then your your this billionaire house will like roll into a ball with the like millionaire house and just go down and basically crush some poor middle class persons it's like trickle down trickle down economics but like disaster economics (laughs) yeah yeah literally literally (laughs) oh boy we need to transition into our segments are we ready i'm super kind of I always want to know what the kids are up to. So, Jen, will you bring us up to speed? What are the cool kids up to? What music do they like? Where do they go at night? Are they watching sexy Netflix shows or anime or both? Cool, cool kids like really cool kids. We want to know what you're up to. Oh, as if. Well, I have kind of uh, interesting, it's a couple, couple of interesting things to talk about today. It's sort of what the kids are up to by way of their parents. This is an article, once again, coming from the failing New York Times. It is my one source, apparently. And this is about, we are about to experience the greatest, I know, fake news. Um, We, the, the headline is, a great wealth transfer is coming. So we're about to experience the greatest wealth transfer in history. Basically the baby boomers all stockpiled away their ducats. The numbers vary wildly, but are all dizzying. 15 trillion, 30 trillion, 59 trillion, 68 trillion. These are the figures being banded about as economists and financial experts try to get their heads around a global phenomenon known as the great wealth transfer. Between now and 2030, an estimated 15.4 trillion of assets will have passed down the generations by the world's richest people according to a report published this year. With the global wealthy population at an all-time high, the next 10 years will see the biggest ever wealth transfer in modern history. So basically it's gonna pass to either their Gen X kids, you know, um, or millennial Zoomers are gonna get mommy and daddy's like uh, inheritance. And so basically this article goes into like what it's going to mean for art, the art world, and also too, they're going to inherit their art and whether or not they're interested in their parents' art, unclear. And also there is some speculation that the reason the housing market in this country is so absolutely insane is that people are getting these gifts from their parents and they're going out and buying houses and buying like second homes. 
Um, and I thought that that was, you know, I thought that that was pretty interesting. This article is particularly about whether or not the soon to be wealthy off of their parents inherit, you know, inheriting all of this money from the baby boomers, whether or not they'll have the same passion for collecting art that, you know, mommy and daddy did. Um, what's that? Question, are there enough experiences in the world for these millennials and Gen Z to spend all their money on? Because it's all about experiences, isn't it? Which art in your home, art in your home, is that an experience? Quick uh, poll. Oh, Kinda. yeah, I think it's an experience. Okay, mm -hmm. well then they yeah. do want the art. There's the, the answer to your question. We saw um, Yeah, I mean, I would think that if they're really rich, like uh, they've been taught to see art as essentially an investment and something that they should have around if only to like show their largesse, you know, like dad, you know, daddy Bezos has his Picassos, ergo, you know, I too will have my Picassos. It's also, also he has a wing named after him in, you know, XYZ museum or major right. gallery. But be right. careful, it can be removed. Have they renamed the, um, if you kill half a million people by lying and saying that you are selling a non-addictive painkiller 20 years later after you've killed lots of people's children they might not want to see your name on a museum let that be a lesson to you zoomers i will say the fact that at the metropolitan museum of art it's the egyptian wing that's the sackler gallery it makes a lot of sense because it's all about dead people but um and mummification yes there's also the the coke everything at uh at the met as well yeah so and lincoln center remember they the it's it's no longer the it's the david coke theater where all yeah. the ballerinas dance i kept on joking that you would see the ballerinas in like um they would still do shows but they'd be like flooded and it would be like a wonderful tribute to, you know, the Koch brothers' climate denialism, <laughs> like <laughs> underwater. Um, yeah, those great Kim, guys. Kim, when you said you weren't feeling well, I was going to ask you if you'd been wading through New York City subways and picked up. Uh, disgusting. I did. So yes, I'm back in NYC for a visit from Barbados, <laughs> and. Uh, I braved the subway the day when all of these ridiculously insane, disgusting pictures and appalling pictures of poor people just trying to do their commute uh, were they were wading through waist deep, mucky, just brown water, black water on their way to God knows, I mean, work, I guess, but you know, that is some work ethic. I, I get it. Like people really freaking need their jobs, but that is, that is intense. They were, they were literally wading through the water using trash bags as little boats, um, you, could have, you know, not very effectively. You could have ended your first sentence as they were wading through waste because. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Disgusting. As you said, the fact that you feel you need, I saw this woman just dive right in and I'm like, uh, really? Like, 
I see that and I'm turning right the fuck around (laughs) and I don't care what I have to say. I mean, I'd probably just say the subway is filled with shit to, you know, to my waist. Like I don't have a driver like you do, sir. So I won't be coming into work. You know, I don't have a staff at, you know, at my disposal. So I'll just be, you know, sitting today out. I think that's reasonable. Um, and the fact that so many people felt that they had to commute during that is appalling, really appalling. Some of it looked dangerous, like they were going to get drowned. In sure, or electrocuted. Water or electrocuted. Think of the rat feet. I mean, we, we can go down the... Yeah, the electrocution thing freaked me out because I'm like, yeah. if there's water, as you're going down the steps into the station, then clearly there's water on the tracks. Yes. And it's like transmitting electricity through water. Like you're you're putting, not only are you like, I need to get to work because I might get fired. You're like, I might die. <laughs> but, but I, I need work, to make this. But I need this like nine fifty. $12 an hour. Yeah. It, it sucks. I mean, you know, not to, not to make light of that situation. It's awful. You know, it's a, it's a horrible commentary on, on, where we are and how we treat the the people at the bottom of the economic scale uh, and also what we've allowed our infrastructure to do and become completely yeah. utterly crumbled i mean the new york city subway is a i think it's a miracle like it's an incredible feet of engineering, the way it connects the city. It's, I think, a really sophisticated subway system, but the subway itself looks like it's crumbling. It's definitely not. I mean, if this is the future of climate change in terms of these incredible storms, almost tropical storms in New York City, then certainly the New York City infrastructure and definitely the subway is not ready for it. Yeah, and I, I do. it does, you know, when you walk into a station like, you know, 14th Street and there's all this incredible public art, but then you go up to 137th Street, it's filled with rats. There's nobody in the, the booth, no attendant, and it's flooding with shit water. You kind of just wonder about the um, priorities of the city. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Anyway, you should all move to New York, pay $2,500 for a studio. Wonderful. Incredible subway. Be 35 um, years old and have three roommates. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, that was about the greatest wealth transfer. And I was thinking about Zoomers and how it's going to be like completely bifurcated because some people are going to be coming into these total windfalls and other people, not so much. I mean, even even did the did the article in the failing New York Times uh, <laughs> just concentrate on the extremely rich? Because yeah. in a way, it feels like even you know even boomers who are not rich were were doing all the right things financially that subsequent generations are not you know quote unquote right things. Um, I don't know. I don't know how home ownership compares and, and, you know, but we talked about this. They bought stocks, they bought bonds, they stayed with their companies for years. They, they have like wealth 
instruments and pensions and all of these things and all of those things get passed on even to like regular um, millennials or regular Gen Xers. Um, Absolutely. And even if they didn't, even if they're not wholly financialized, like say they don't have a bunch of financial instruments, just the fact that they have built equity in their homes, if they have taken out too much, you know, even if you came from a middle-class family that owned a home, you know, you could inherit, stand to inherit up to a hundred thousand, you know, like if it's not split a bunch, a bunch of heirs, you know, you will still end up inheriting something from that home. So it's very interesting, like how much home ownership figures into just generational wealth. Yeah, it's, it's huge. Um, uh, it, it is, it's, uh, it's interesting. I've, <laughs> we could go down a rabbit hole about, uh, uh, the, the, uh, will that was, I had a peek at that my parents left me, but, um, but yeah, they, they have, you know, they've paid off their home for many years now. And my brother will, brother and I will inherit that. And, you know, and, and everything they were, you know, they were boomers who did all the right things. Yeah. Um, but will it be the last, you know, great transfer of wealth for a while? Will that then will our generation be in a position to do that? Or will we just spend it all in the strip club? Mackenzie's going to Mackenzie Bezos is going to give. Well, I don't know. She's going back to her maiden name. Um, I don't know what it is, but Mackenzie's going to give us all two hundred thousand dollars a piece. That's what I'm. Yeah. Thinking. I don't know. Let's start a, a, a petition. Okay. Let's uh, uh, Yeah, I'm. I'm down. I'd be. I'd be. Ha- I'd be happy to uh, petition Mackenzie. Um, I think it's going to be. Dy- people will either be coming into like absolutely dynastic wealth, like we have now passed the gilded age to become the super gilded age. Like wealth is constant, even more concentrated now than it was in the gilded age. Mm. So I think you're going to have like baby David Cokes coming into this <laughs> massive, massive fortune and then other people absolutely inheriting nothing. And yeah. that's really in some ways just so disturbing. So it's, I think it'll be interesting to see because I, I do think our generation, like it's not as extreme as the generations that are coming behind us. There's also a really good article in the Wall Street Journal about degrees from elite universities that are essentially commensurate to the amount that these people have paid to go to these universities. We're talking about top tier, like Columbia, you know, Harvard, blah, 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 somewhat worthless. Specifically, this article focuses on film students from Columbia University. What a racket. I mean, I'm sorry, but I mean, arts degrees. Um, so, you know, um, speaking from experience, but it's all about re- return on investment. It's, um, yeah, so. they compared the amount that these kids paid to go to the Col- Columbia Film School versus what they're all making right now. Yes. And on average, they leave with $300,000 of debt and they're making on average about 25000 to $30,000 a year. That'll work out well. Yes. Hey, wait a minute. I um, want to defend arts degrees. I mean, w- would we have the confidence to do this podcast if we <laughs> got our dramas degrees? Do you feel like you need a degree to, um, in order to do 
this thing that we're doing right now? Absolutely. Camilo. I feel like in particular in my experience, because nobody, there was just, nobody gave you anything in Michigan. You had to like claw your way to the, you know, to the front if you wanted to get anything out of it. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it was I'm not a ruthless dog eat dog system where it's like, okay, you're good, you're good, you're good. So you get all the good roles, which I think was actually good because for some of us, we realized we had to create our own platforms if we wanted to be seen at all. Camila was very scrappy uh, in college. Yeah, but I feel like you were too. We would have just sort of. Yeah, totally. We would have been completely invisible. I think if we hadn't been doing our own things on the side, right? So. But I have a question for you. Would you pay $70,000 a year for that? I, I wonder if what we paid at the time is now equivalent to $70,000 a year. It might be. It's a lot. It is. Yeah. So much. It's a lot. I had the luck of my parents supporting me through school. Yeah. I did too. And we're all very lucky. I will say this. Same. Yeah. Speaking of housing, though, my father took equity out of his home to pay for, because by the time I went to college, he was retired. Mm, and wow. The way that he paid for my schooling was partly taking equity out of the house. So. Um, thanks, mom. Yes. Thanks, thanks, mom. Looking up, upward and thanking my parents. But, you know, um, I, sweet, I, I do think it's, it's a. Uh, I do think there's the, what we have allowed higher education to become in this country. Yeah, I do believe it's a travesty. And I say that as somebody on a college campus who told college students from that campus to listen to our podcast. So many students, you're getting an amazing education and you should not listen to what I just said. <laughs> we're, we're, we're pro-education. It's just, I, I'm, I'm very pro-education and it's just anti hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt you know that very anti-debt you know what what a horrible way to start out a young life I mean there's got to be a better solution definitely athletics and the alumni system and I, I don't want to talk about it right now maybe another time but but we have to talk about something really important one thing I would like to say, you know what would be cool is to get a financial advisor and on this show and, and ask them questions about somebody in their middle age who might not have done all those right things and what they think steps are to, in term, not to rectify that, but what is a smart way to manage. To catch up. Yeah, I guess. Or if you can, just have yeah. a very honest discussion about it. I've been, I've been actually, I've just taken on a financial advisor. Um, really? I, I'm trying to become a responsible adult. I'm trying so hard. It's not working out very well, but A for effort. Yeah. Um, but I, I'll, I'll ask her. I don't, I don't know if she's authorized to go speak on record, especially on- That would be great. You know what? My boss has been wanting to be on a podcast. Oh, really? I feel- I feel stressed about mentioning my boss. I feel like I should not do that. So, um, well, he's he remains completely anonymous, but bring him on. We'll unmask him and grill him with questions. <laughs> like, that. Are you? Can you rate Kim's performance from one to? Oh 10 my God! I kill you. I would if kill you. Give him three tips as to how to how to become <laughs> a better employee. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it'll be uh, review live. And review live. I love that idea, but I, I'm horrified at the fact, uh, at the thought of participating in that. All right. But I'd love to see other people be uncomfortable. Look, uh, this is the home for discomfort as <laughs> by the first part of this. Um, <laughs> that whole, the whole first part was cringe. Yeah. That cringe meter. <laughs> I just kept cringing. Not to mention that Jen's glasses clearly weigh 30 pounds and have to be uncomfortable. So that's probably <laughs> the most uncomfortable thing happening on this podcast. But, uh, we need to it to awkward conversations with Kim, Camilo, and Jen. So, okay. Okay. I'm, anyway. going to talk about, I'm going to talk about health and beauty. I know we've been talking about really important things so far, but I'm taking it up a notch. And this is not so much like research that I've done. It's a cry for help. Oh, I just want to be pretty. Give me your potions, give me your serums, give me your unwims. But that cosmic workout, baby, oh no, I can't. I just want to be pretty. I, um, my toenails are looking really gnarly and I don't know what to do about it. I don't know if it's a symptom of old age. They're Can getting, we see? They're, <laughs> they're getting, no, I'm not that flexible. They're getting um, ridges in them, horizontal ridges. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're like a weird milky color. I, I did do some research about this. Somebody told me about using collagen, but apparently, apparently it's just, there's no actual, it's like vitamins, you know, there's no actual proof like no study has been conducted other than by the collagen companies as usual i take collagen so i don't want to hear that please keep me <laughs> please keep me of drinking. course you do so give me some anecdotal evidence does it work even as a placebo what is it doing uh, for you making my nails hard as steel i mean i have no idea i'm just like i hope this keeps my skin tight my nails hard I mean, I really don't know. Because I got some, I also got a hmm? I said, you've always been anti-vitamin though, for as long as I know you. Yeah, vitamins are an, an absolute con. Um, but I eat a varied Mediterranean diet for the most part. So I'm getting my vitamins where it counts. I'm doing both. Gigi, do you eat the Mediterranean diet? It is not good for you, Gigi. I love the Mediterranean diet. It is so it's... nutritious. You don't need vitamins, Gigi. I, I love you. I take fish oil pills. I'd like to think they work because they're supposed to protect your heart. I think I think fish oil is good. It's good for your yeah, skin too. But fish oil has been proven to be good for you. Like there's a few yeah. things. Like I take fish oil, glucosamine, because apparently that is good for joints. Like it's also been studied. And uh, the one fake one that I take that I think is fake, but I feel like I have to do something is ginkgo because my memory is such garbage. It's the phone. It's I no, no, no. believe this. I've had garbage memory my entire life. No. Oh, I can't okay. remember anything. I'm always astonished when people say, oh, my first grade teacher, you know, Mrs. Carlson. And I'm like, what? Well, it's because you're living so thoroughly in the now. That's how you have to think of it. Camilo, I have to ask you this question. Have you thought of just getting a pedicure? 
but how is that going to help the ridges? Well, they buff them out. Yeah. Mm, but what if it's an underlying symptom? Apparently, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to go to the, this may be, this may be the thing that finally drives me to the doctor. Vanity. <laughs> it sounds like it could be some kind of your... vitamin deficiency though. Like maybe it's something, okay, don't take a vitamin, but maybe it is something you're missing in your diet. Yeah, you should go to the doctor. Uh, yeah, according to my research, but if I had like an iron deficiency, which can be a cause, I'd have other symptoms. Um, you know, I actually had an iron deficiency. I was diagnosed um, as being anemic. And my um, one of the first things was my, my nails were doing this really weird freaking thing. Thank God it stopped. But they were just like curling under, <laughs> not like, not like those, uh, those pictures you see of the people really long nails curling in a curl, but they were just bending at this weird angle down. So I could not have like long nails. Like now they're not long, but they would just start right past the tips doing this weird thing. And it turns out because it was because I was iron deficient. So I don't know. Talk to your doctor. Can and I yeah, go get a pedicure because nobody wants to see those gnarly toes out there. But the problem is I got, this has never happened to me either. I got a fungus infection on a couple of my toes, which just horrified me. Yeah. Like what kind of creature have I become that wow. is I'm basically, I don't know, like a sloth, like sloth nails at this point look i think you need a good pair of flip-flops and a pedicure I, you, can't go in, you can't go in for the pedicure until you've cleared up your fungus fungal infection though you can imagine what sort of things people at nail shops see i think that probably by comparison you know what's funny that's what i tell myself every time i leave the house <laughs> Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And I and I interact with human beings in the world. We drop our laundry off at a place in Bennington. It's you know fairly reasonable. And one time, like last week, I dropped my bag off, and we had some you know a few gnarly things in there. And I was like, I'm sorry. There's I sort of made gestures, and she was like, You have no idea what I'm seeing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, she said that. Did, yeah. you bring the, did you bring a comforter from the hotel in? I did. I mean, <laughs> what the stain is. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm sure they've seen far worse toes than yours. But, but, I they, could... are, but they are my toes and my shame is my own. And I will, I will not compare my shame to other people's shame. <laughs> I will own my shame. Oh. To the nail shop but dressed as like a trump supporter like <laughs> you know um god we didn't even know. have to, to talk about the trump signs at lake of the ozarks like oh yeah there's so many things to talk about uh, remind me next week to talk about lake of the ozarks yes I want um to but we we do need to move on and we do need to hear about the future so um kim take oh away. In 30 years, stuff will be different. How different? You don't know. But we'll speculate for the show. Come along for the ride. Yeah. Later, I'm going to 
go have a sandwich and um, probably a beer and oh the future the future mm-hmm. like 30 years from now the future yeah i mean you might be having a sandwich 30 years from now Hopefully. it's true <laughs> most likely we'll be having a sandwich we'll still be and able a beer. to chew a sandwich i let's hope so let's hope i have a few teeth left um so, so yeah, so I was thinking it would be great to talk about the future of space travels. That's timely. Um, and we know that Virgin Atlantic and Virgin Galactic CEO, or I guess it's just Virgin Galactic now, CEO Richard Branson was just shot up into space, totally beat SpaceX founder, Elon Musk by like a week, I guess he's doing it next week. Um, so let me put it on my calendar. Yeah, right. Um, so they went aboard his little contraption, which is basically a plane that just like flies up there and then deploys this um, this space unit. And he was actually just below. There's something called the Kármán line, and that's the imaginary line between uh, our atmosphere and space. So there's already been some debate about, you know, internationally whether he can actually be called a um, an astronaut or not. Um, but yeah, the U.S. is calling him an astronaut. So, so obviously, you know, space travel right now is. Oh, went into space. <laughs> Kim was just Kim, Kim did not tell us that she was going to be shot into space during her presentation. Just, Houston, Branson, we have a problem. Branson was like, sidecar, I want you in it. And off she went. It's amazing. Um, like what billionaires can do they can evaporate your friends into space incredible Uh, Kim come back please we need to know what's happening what does earth look like from up there (laughs) do you think she got evaporated by Richard Branson's lasers (laughs) Uh he's like he's like I didn't hear sir there was no sir You've got to see the Great Wall from up here. It's, it's amazing. It's like that you can see the Great Wall. And Kim, what does it look like? Can you see it? Uh, well, this has been a foo bar of an episode. <laughs> Is it? Everybody the reflection happening. of the world right now. It's just the Haitian assassination by maybe ordered by a Florida doctor. I mean, it's just going to get any more insane out there. Well, you know, all crazy things emanate from Florida. Um, I hope he's not in a condo building because uh, <laughs> they think like hundreds of those buildings could possibly are in danger of just mm-hmm. collapsing. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, horrifying, but um well, look, space travel, cool. you say, I don't know if she's going to come back because she might still be orbiting ground controlled <laughs> Major Kim. We're going to have to fill in the space, as it were. 
That's true. I wish I could get excited about all of these billionaires going to space, but I just find it so distasteful. Do you think they should be like going up to space and then releasing suitcases of cash? Yes. No, I think they should be taxed to the point where they don't have the kind of discretionary income where they literally have nothing to do with it, but like put it into part private space fleets. Um, and then NASA could actually afford to be properly funded. Yeah. And have more scientific um, exploration of space. Yeah. I don't really understand. I do think that there is something very curious that all three of these guys feel the need to like, I mean, there are all these cons conspiracy theories that they're colonizing space because soon earth will be a, a wasted husk and they need to like start looking for other, you know, satellite planets on which to, I guess, deliver cheap plastic crap to us. But um, Jeff Bezos is so buff and strong now that he needs to go to another planet with like different gravity so he exactly. can lift even heavier things. He needs to show off his testosterone bod somewhere. Apparently he gets testosterone shots. Um, so yeah, I don't really, I don't really find it terribly charming. No. You would ever want to go on a space trip? Like, would you want to go to space? I mean, in, in the theory, I want to go to space. I, as you know, I'm a scaredy cat. So I'd just be in an absolute panic the whole time. Me too. But if I could like be beamed up, all of that would be pretty scary. Start, you know, Star Trek style. Like you, you start here and then you're beamed up and you're in space, you're done. Right. You don't have to go through the whole takeoff business with like literally nuclear grade flames flying out behind you. I know. You know what? Also too, I remember, this is so crazy, but I remember seeing the Challenger explode. Oh yeah, sure. We all do. And I think that that had some indelible effect on, you know, in terms of fear. It's like, do you remember when you saw Jaws? Do you remember when and how it affected your experience of the ocean? And like the Challenger, I think, forever affected my experience of like space travel and the fact that it could kill you and it's very dangerous and highly specialized and etc cetera, etc cetera. so i think that that is a lingering memory for me 80s kid yeah i think in the 80s any experience could kill you have you watched action park no what's that i highly highly recommend you watch it it's a documentary on netflix it's not perfect but yeah. it's about a amusement well a water park that was built in new jersey yeah in the 70s and then sort of grew through the 80s it was basically run by teenagers and owned by a guy with connections to the mob and like wall street money this place was uh had rides designed by people who had been rejected <laughs> by <laughs> disney world oh god six flags because their designs were just too out there and unsafe and this guy would be like come on over let's build it here and then he would say hey you Teen employee, first down the ride, I'll give you a hundred bucks cash. That was the last ride of your life, kid. It's, people died. It's incredible. You have, you have to watch this. But because it brought, guess what? It brought so much revenue to the area. They kept it, it open. Yeah, despite multiple lawsuits. 
I don't want to give away the ending, but um, it's well worth watching. Hello, Kim. She's back from space. space. Oh, my God. How was it? Uh, you guys, it was amazing. Oh. Did you see the Great Wall? I saw the Great Wall of China. I saw... Uh, I saw that Gigi Hadid person actually up there. Um, oh with us, the Gigi, I love you. You probably heard um, her because she's so loud. She can be heard from space. Well, she's she's also a Martian or something. So yeah, I I saw a lot of great things. Yeah, whew, I'm back. Sorry about that, you guys. Um, technical difficulties. I was just starting to, should I, should I carry on? Did you, did we want to hear about the face stuff? Yeah, we want to, we definitely uh, hear about it now. Okay. Um, yeah. So, okay. So right now commercial space travel is a race between the billionaires, but uh, experts are forecasting that by 2030, this will be a multi-billion dollar um industry in the US and these these billionaire CEOs are are laying the groundwork. So so we have Richard Branson, uh Virgin Galactic. Uh we have um uh SpaceX. the other guy, Elon Musk, um SpaceX. SpaceX. Yeah. yeah. And then um Jeff Bezos, of, of course, has Blue Origin, and they're all looking at different forms of uh, commercial space flights, and, and right now are actually opening it up to the, the ultra-rich. You might have heard uh, Virgin Galactic is already selling um, tickets for $250,000 a seat on Virgin Galactic's unity spacecraft which well, will goes, take the what'd you say there goes all that money that these millennials are inheriting right the right when the ultimate wealth transfer <laughs> it's going straight to space um well the, the funny thing is this is actually the most uh, reasonable of uh the packages that you could get so with virgin Galact galactic uh two hundred and fifty thousand dollars is it gets you the flight a training and a space suit and like like 11 minutes at the edge of space guys not even space space um so wow. branson did his trip sunday it was successful it was like an 11 minute flight and you know they're ready to open this up to to other people um there also was an auction for Jeff Bezos uh, and his brother, a seat next to them on Blue Origin. And guess how much that seat went for you guys? Ooh, is this a game? Ooh. Yeah. They um, had to pay someone. 1.5 mil. Not even. Jen, <laughs> your guess? $8, maybe. They probably had to pay somebody to sit next to those creeps. Twenty-eight million dollars, guys. Twenty-eight million dollars. Oh, oh, this is this is the eleven-minute flight. Uh, Branson's might have been a little bit longer, but it's also very short. Eleven. Uh, twenty-eight million dollars. Um, and 
sit next to cockeyed Jeff and his creepy so, brother? So hang on, Jeff Bezos will take you take you to space for eleven minutes, but Branson will go longer for a lot less. Well, I'll 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 read you a little bit. This is from <laughs> business. This that's right. I'll read you a little bit from uh, Business Insider about this deal. So before stepping aboard, we're talking about the Jeff Bezos flight. Um, passengers must show that they can deal with heights, walk on uneven surfaces, and support up to three times their weight. There are a couple of days of training in advance of the flight. Um, some training includes learning procedures for getting into and out of the capsule, a mission simulation, and learning techniques for how to move around in zero G. But by far the biggest qualification is that you have millions and millions of dollars. Um, but you know, the thing is, yes, question, Camilo. How many billionaires can carry three times their weight? <laughs> like They're pulling none of their weight, right? How did you get in space? But, but also, isn't that like bench pressing 350 pounds? That's exactly uh, No, support up to three times their weight. Yeah, that's a really good question. That's mm -hmm. what, that, is what, that is what Business Insider is, um, is uh, reporting. Fake news. So, um, someone bid $28 million to go on this flight. They, they absolutely did. They did. It's, it's happening. And uh, yeah, someone's got that kind of money. And do we know who it is? No, we don't. I think this person is anonymous. I don't know if they will remain anonymous. But you guys, it gets crazier because... Uh, SpaceX and Axiom, um, their ticket uh, is, do we know, $55 million ahead. So this will actually, though, you get a little bit uh, more for your for your buck. Um, a blue alien. <laughs> yeah, you get, you get, you get <laughs> training, mission planning, life support, medical support, and eight days aboard the ISS, which is the International oh. Space Station. So that's kind of freaking cool. But okay, this is, you know, enough about these billionaire guys, because this is all appalling. And none of us have, you know, $58 million, but this will open up and open up. It's like cell phone technology, that first, you know, radioactive brick that someone ever carried was thousands of dollars. And now, you know, everyone, literally everybody has one. Um, so space flight will open up. Um, even NASA is opening up ISS. I mean, they're opening up ISS to this commercial, these commercial flights. And as this becomes a more democratized space, not anytime soon, but in the future, in 30 years, commercial space flight will absolutely be something that a regular person can do. So um, get ready for that. Um, yeah, start there, iron. You got to carry three times your weight. Well, yeah. In the future, we're, we're also going to be really fucking buff, apparently. <laughs> but you know, things like a um, flight from Shanghai to New York, which which now takes about 15, 15 hours. If that's done suborbitally, meaning at the edge of space, just like this Richard Branson flight, 
30, 39 minutes tops. Wow. So it's going to really revo revolutionize. So it's not just about us, uh, you know, going to space and having tourism and hotels there. And that's absolutely, those are things that are in the works right now. There's, there's a project called, I think, Aurora, um, which is a hotel that is being planned as we speak in space. But it's also just going to revolutionize how international travel um so that's kind of cool and you know for once i'm kind of with camilo in that i think these future developments sound cool what stresses me out a little bit is that we like we've trashed our planet obviously so before we really get a handle on this you know space flights and space tourism and and setting up all of this infrastructure in this space. I, I'd hope that we get to a point where we just don't trash wherever we go, where we, you know, there's, all, there's already like millions of tons of space junk from, you know, NASA's uh, missions and mis missions from, uh, from space um, agencies from all around the world. But if we're setting up tourism and their hotels there's going to be trash there's going to be waste how do we dispose of all of this how can we be responsible space travelers i'm for one would be super excited in 30 years like some point before i die to like go to space that actually does sound exciting to me but i really hope that we just don't continue to fuck everything up um, as we do it. So that's, you know, that's something to look forward to, I think. What do you think, Jenny? What if in 30 years we're still doing this podcast and I'm like, we got you. I just booked, a, I, I come back from my first, <laughs> I just booked a really cheap space hotel. <laughs> and then I and I tell you guys about the big like floating stain <laughs> in the space room and I went for the cheapest option and oh my god all, the like, more things change it's, exactly it's not gonna get any better than that it's a great point to end this super long episode which yeah. I'm gonna have to I am gonna excise some of the awkward because the looks Please I got do. my god Please. <laughs> But um, all right, so now is the time to remind people, hey, we want your reviews. We want your five-star reviews only, actually. Let me correct that. We want your written reviews that are glowing. Um, you can talk about who your favorite one of us three is, as long as you don't put down the other two, right? <gasps> That's cool. Like I'll be twisting some arms tonight. Yeah, yeah same. Then we'll be counting. <laughs> <laughs> how many mentions we get um and also tell a friend tell a family member tell an acquaintance tell somebody you're sloshing through the subway station <laughs> with about our podcast and tell them to listen what that's else? right what am i oh and please 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 send us your dating slash sex slash relationship questions to halfway there the podcast at gmail.com we want to be able to confuse you even further with our answers. Uh, that'd be great. Yep. That's halfway there, the podcast.com. Uh, no, half, half, the halfway there. The... At Gmail, halfway, 
their Gmail. We have fucked this up every single time we've said it between you and me. Um, we lost Jen, but okay. we're we're at the end, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Don't forget the .edu.org. <laughs> Very important. Because as are you for Russia also? Um, yeah. <laughs> as I like to say, this is a very educational podcast. I think this episode more than any. Kim, you really enlightened us. Um, Jen, as usual, she ran away. She probably has to go tend to her man. She's gotta put dinner on. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. This has been halfway there, but it's also the end. The end of this episode of halfway there. You get it. <laughs>